Well, good morning, my beautiful family. Happy New Year! Yeah, I hope you guys had a great time, great holidays. It was just an incredible, credible, credible, fun, fun time. And we're starting a new series today called It's Time. It's time, and I titled my message, It's Time to Change My Life. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time, baby. Tell him it's time. Oh, yes. It's time to change my life. And what am I talking about? What do I mean? You guys know over all the years, and again, thank you, thank you, thank you. It is, it is a joy, it is a privilege to be your pastor. And you guys know that when the holidays come, my birthday is right there. And um, so I celebrated um, my birthday last Thursday, and it's official. My daughter and I are now the same age. So it's, it's official. I, I told her, I'm like, in May, you're going to be older than I am. Um, but you know what I realized? I found out, after digging around, I found out scientifically a proven fact. It is a scientifically a proven fact that the older we get, the faster time seems to go. It's scientific, you guys. Like, haven't you thought that? Do you remember when you were a kid and it seemed like it would take forever for Christmas to come, right? But now that we're buying the gifts, it seems like it gets here just like that, right? Now that we're shelling out the money. Um, but uh, it does. It's scientifically proven that it does. It seems like time just fast, 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 fast. And we're all used to asking the, probably the question that's asked the most about time is, what time is it, right? That's, I mean, so we all have our watches and the clocks on our phones and there's clocks everywhere. And in fact, right now, there is a clock right in front of me letting me know that if I go too long, you guys are going to get up and walk out. So, <laughs> so we're all interested in time. I want to tell you, though, a better question then what time is it is what are you doing with your time what are you doing with your time and there there are lots of books that have been written self-help books and all these things 10 ways to a better life and 150 ways to change your life and look if it gets to be past pretty much past two steps I'm out you know what I mean so I want to give you just the first step what I think the most important step to change your life. What is it that me just saying those phrases, it's time to change my life, what pops into your head? Your waistline? What uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Well, your waistline, what like educational pursuits? Maybe relationships? Maybe, what comes into your mind when, when I say it's time to change my life? What do you start thinking of things that need to be different, that you want to be different. Is there a way that 2019 can really be different, that it looks different than 2011 or 12 or 13 or 14, that we're not just living the same year over and over and over again? Is there a way? Is there a way that this year can really be more meaningful? And is there anybody like me, Jeannie, have you ever done this? Is there anybody like me that's like, in my relationship with God, there's gotta be more. Like, do you ever think that like, like there's gotta be more, and so what's it take, what's that mean, like I want more of God this year? What does that look like? I want my relationships to be better this year. There's friends that I wanted to hang out with that I didn't get to hang out with a lot last year because I was really busy, and so, what, what, how, how can this life, 
How can this year be better? One key, the key that I think, Moses. When I say that name, you start getting a picture of different things, right? Moses is one of the most famous characters in the Bible, certainly the Old Testament. He was used by God to do some absolutely miraculous things. He was born in a time when the Pharaoh at that time said that there's too many Jews, and so I want all the firstborn boys to be killed. And so his mother put him in a basket and put him in the river hoping that he would survive, and he was found by Pharaoh's daughter in the palace. And so he was raised as a what family? A prince of Egypt, right? And he had all the perks and all the luxuries of being a prince of Egypt. And then there was a day that he realized, he found out that he was of Hebrew descent. He was a Jew. And so he saw this Egyptian guard beating a Jewish slave. And he went over there and he killed him. And then he found himself on the run. So he left, he ran away from all the luxuries of being a prince of Egypt. And for 40 years, lived with a, a woman that he married and her family, and for 40 years just lived that life until the burning bush. Remember that when you were little? Remember hearing about the burning bush and Moses? And, and God spoke to him and said, I've got plans for your life. And so Moses began to follow God's plan. And he and his brother went to the Pharaoh time and time again, saying, let my people go. And after a bunch of plagues, Pharaoh finally did that, and all the miracles that followed after parting, the Red Sea and food falling from the sky and them being, being followed around by the presence of God in this pillar of fire, miracle after miracle, a man who did tremendous things for the Lord was used greatly for the Lord. Maybe you don't know this, but he also is the author of Psalms 90. It's the oldest Psalms of all of them. It's the oldest one. Moses wrote this song. And in this song, we find, Brenda, we find the key. Before we want to change our life, what is, what is the actual context that we should put our lives in? If we really want to change this year, where do we begin? Moses makes it really, really clear to us in this powerful Psalm today, family. Psalm 90, he begins, Lord, you have been our dwelling place, the people of Israel. You have been a refuge and a safe place for us. You have been our home throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, do you ever think of mountains being born? Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting, read this with me, family, because it's going to set the context for our whole message today. Would you read this last line with me? From everlasting to everlasting, say it. You are God. You are God. Before there were mountains, before there were planets, before there was galaxies, and before any of that stuff existed, 
It was you. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Moses is setting a context for us. He's already letting us know from the very beginning of the very beginning to the very end of the very end, God always was, always will be. God, I start this psalm off by saying, it's all about you. From everlasting to everlasting. God always has been and always will be. There's an acknowledgement. There is a surrender in that statement that with any time that I have, the smart thing that I need to do is acknowledge that you are God and I am not. You are God. And he goes on, family. And it's so good. He says, you turn people back to dust. It's talking about God's power and God's sovereignty. He says, you turn people back to dust saying, can you see this family? Return to dust, you mortals. Did you ever see the Lord of the Rings? It sounds like something Gandalf would say, doesn't it? Return to, did you see the Lord of the Rings? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'll go on. You've probably heard this. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that are just gone by. A thousand years is like one day or like a watch in the night. You sweep people away. I don't know what's happening here, but I've got control. So downstairs, downstairs, I've got this. <laughs> you, sweep, you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They're like new grass of the morning. In the morning, it springs up new, but by evening, it is dry and withered. He establishes for us, family, the most important fact that any of us could ever gain in our lives is he is God and we are not. But then he goes on to say he's, he's magnifying, he's amplifying our humanness. He is saying that we are here today and gone tomorrow. And what he's not saying is so live for today. What he's not saying is, see, your life doesn't matter. Like, what he's not saying is, you are so small and you are so insignificant, you're just in a... What he's saying is this, Lori. Is your time on this earth is so precious. What are you doing? Your time here is so valuable so valuable he's not saying you're just a dot and god doesn't see you you're just, well you're here today and gone tomorrow what he's doing is he's building a case he's wanting us to wrap our brain around this truth family that time is short that time it does just fly by a smart thing for you and i to do is to live in this truth, to live with this fact. 
He goes on and he, he, he breaks it down in such a, such a tangible way, family. He says, our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. He's saying this, just as plain as day, that our natural lifespan could be what? 70 or 80 years if we're blessed. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow for they quickly pass away. Saying 70 or 80 years, and a lot of that time is spent dealing with uncertainty. A lot of that time is spent with disappointments and heartaches. 70 or 80 years. I want you to think about this, family. If a thousand years are like a day to God, a thousand years, are 70 or 80, if we're blessed, 90? There are people that are living. But what is that like to God? So brief. And what's the point? What's the point if what I said to you last Sunday, that we were created for eternity, that what happens down here is just a blink, it's so short, it's so, then what's the point? Why are we here then to go through all the ups and downs of life? I want to know what the point is about all this that we see. Do you remember when you were 16? And you thought the point of life was you, <laughs> right? We thought, oh, I can answer. Remember, Matt? Remember when you were 16, you think the world revolves around you. You know what I mean? It's like, and we all think that that's normal. You know, when you're kids, you, you think that, you know, you, just stuff magically appears. I remember telling my kids this. I remember telling my kids, you know how you go, like you, you, you get up in the morning and the house might be like need to be cleaned, but then when you come home from school or you wake up in the morning and it's magically clean, after they got to be a certain age, I told them, I'm magic and I wanna share the magic. And so the house doesn't magically clean itself. Mom and I are the magic. And so we're sharing the magic. Isn't it a good thing? Can I get a huge amen from all the parents when you don't have to clean your kid's bathroom anymore? Amen? Like when, when you, yeah, yeah. There's some perks to your kids getting older. Yes. But you, when you were, we're 16, we, we think life's all about us. But how many will also agree that you certainly don't want to be in relationship and you certainly don't want to work for and you certainly don't want to have, have to be around someone who's 36 and 66 and they still think life is all about them. We've seen it happen. Dictators down throughout history who life is all about them and they've led humanity in some atrocious wars. We've seen it, you guys, on the news and on TV. These men, and it seems that ladies, I should hear a big amen, it's mostly men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the truth, guys, sorry, but it's where we see these guys rushing into a corporation to take over a corporation. And what do they do? They get in there and they strip it and they, they make it all about them. They leave with all the profits and the company is gone. 
When you're 16, it's like, yeah, you're supposed to think life's all about you, but the idea is, is that the older we get, the more like Jesus we're becoming. And so we realize that he is God and I am not. What am I doing with my time? If we only knew, and I want to make sure you understand this phrase, family. If we only knew the power of your anger, your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. And I want to make sure you understand these two verses. What Moses is saying here is this. If we could only wrap our brains around how powerful and how amazing God is, if we could really get it, then we wouldn't struggle so much with making it all about us. We would really give him the reverence that he's due. Moses is saying, if you really knew, if you could really, if we could really wrap our human brain around this great, big, amazing God that we serve, then we would know our place. Then we wouldn't be tempted to think, I'm the master of my own domain. We, we would understand that our place is to say, God, whatever dreams that I have put together for my own life, yours are better. Amen. Whatever aspirations that I have for my kids and, or for my business or for my family, God, your ways are higher than my ways. You are God and I am not. And so this struggle that we battle with from time to time, if people would just do what I tell them to do, if everybody would just, you know, just do what I say my way. Moses said, if we really knew the power of our God, then we wouldn't battle so much with wanting to be in control of our own lives. And then he says something, family, that is just... So powerful, and it's the point of our time here today. He says, teach us to number our days. And I want you to hear your pastor this morning. Your days are numbered. Aren't you glad you came to church today? <laughs> Happy New Year! <laughs> Your days are numbered. My days are numbered. None of us know. Most of us outside of some kind of tragedy, tragic accident or illness or whatever, most of us, you guys, follow the same course in life. You know what I mean? We, we're, we're born out of our mom or we're cut out of our mom. You know what I mean? And we go to preschool and grade school and junior high and high school and then we graduate and we either go to work or we go to college and, and then we, you know, we're, we get married and have kids and, and, you know, do our thing until we, you know, get sick and die. You know, most of us follow that general path, you know? And so 
Moses, that's good news. That's real good news. I know. You're always going to hear a message of hope at GT Church. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> but Moses is saying this. He's saying, wrap your brain around the truth. And the truth is, is our days are numbered. And so Lori, instead of, what time is it? What time is it? What time is it? What are you doing with your time? What are you doing? He says, because if we live like our time on this earth is limitless, then that is going to pr produce frivolity and foolishness. Frivolity. Frivolous. That's what I'm trying to say. That we'll just waste our lives. Just waste our time. If it's like, I'm going to do, I'm going to live for the day. I'm going to do whatever I want, baby. He said, the end result is you're probably going to be alone and you're going to have a life that didn't amount to anything. And so he says the opposite though. God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, give me the wisdom. Give me the wisdom, God, to be smart enough to number my days so that we may gain a heart of what, family? Wisdom. At the end of a life like that, the life that is like, God, you are God and I am not. God, teach me to not just do whatever I want and do, to, to live for me. And to God, if I live my life in this context, that the only kind of life that will produce fulfillment, the only kind of life that will ultimately lead to that satisfaction of life that I'm looking for is only a life that is in the context of God is here and God is there. God is everything. My life is in God's story, not the other way around. That it's all about God and the things, instead of this being my prayer, God, bless what I'm doing. Bless what I'm doing, God. Our prayer should be, give me the wisdom to be doing what you are doing, God. The things that break your heart, God, should be the things that break my heart. The things that cause action in you should be the things that cause action in me. It's not all about me. It's all about God. And real fulfillment, real life change is only possible in that context, family. It's only possible in this context that from beginning to end, it's not God perform for me and do as long as you do what I tell you to do and give me what I want, then I'll, I'll be happy. That the real life fulfillment that we're looking for is found in surrendering to God's will and God's plan. Acknowledging that whether you're 16 or 60 or 80, that so I don't end up making the same mistakes over and over. And has anybody else been there? Don't leave me looking crazy up here. Yeah, yeah. So that I don't end up wasting my life making the same mistakes over and over and over again. God, help me to realize my days are numbered. To live that way. Not in fear, family. Not in fear. Oh my gosh, I could die like right now. Not in fear, but with purpose. On purpose. My days 
are numbered. What time is it? What time is it? No. What am I doing with my time? In this context, family, that time is flying by. In this context, that our days are numbered. If you agree with Moses, if you agree with the Bible, and you agree with your pastor, that your days are numbered. Knowing that truth, who would you forgive? Who should you forgive? Knowing that your days are numbered. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. So if you live with that understanding, who do you need to forgive now? Living in that context, what do you need to immediately stop doing? Ladies, I didn't say this in the other service, but I really feel prompted by the Holy Spirit to say this in this service. Ladies, you don't have permission to put yourself down. Stop it in Jesus' name. Stop it. In 2019, that garbage stops. Stop being so obsessed with how you look and how you wait and what you say and what you do and taking the duck lip selfies and all that stuff. <laughs> Have you seen? And then, oh, and what about this? All right, so I'm going to take a second and I'm going to go there. I'm going to take a second. How about the ones that you see that, you know what I mean? And then take it. We've all seen it, right? What do you think? I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for them that think that's their only... So GT ladies, 2019 is going to be a different year for you. Stop it. You are more powerful than you know. Stop it. Stop it. You are more powerful. And I'm going to do this and Kelly's going to get mad. And she might knock me out. But in the name of Jesus, your life has purpose. Your life has meaning. Everything that you have been through in the past does not define you. It actually empowers you to do and to be who God has called you to be. You will live on purpose, with purpose. You will stop putting yourself down. You are a child of God. He didn't make a mistake when he made you. You, you have been in the fire, but you are coming out gold. You have been in the fire, but you are coming out gold, says the Lord Jesus. You belong to him. You belong to him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So if you guys see me with a fat lip after service, it's because she punched me in the mouth. Yeah, so, 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 so yeah. In the context of my days are numbered, would you go back to school? Would you start that business? Would you finally call that sibling that you haven't talked to in five years and say, what are we doing? Would you forgive your dad? Would you forgive your mom? Would you give your child a clean slate and stop throwing up mistakes from his past all the time? What would you do? Living in the context that my days are numbered. I want 2019 to be your best year yet. But it doesn't just happen. It's time. It's time to make a change.
Would you bow your head and close your eyes, my beautiful family? God, I thank you for your goodness and your grace in each of our lives. And what we know is possible. It is absolutely possible for us to carry the same garbage forward this year as we've been carrying. But what's also possible, it is, it's possible to finally be free, to finally walk in the way that we want to walk. It is possible, God, that we can surrender every single part of our lives, that we can stop playing games and say it's time. It's time to change my life. And the most important step is acknowledging that you are God and I am not. And that my life needs to fit within your plan and your context, not the other way around. And so God, forgive us for those times that we, we get it confused and we think, well, but I know what's best. And God, just forgive us for that. And give us the grace to continue to follow you in a closer way, God in a more surrendered way, in a more purpose-filled way. We thank you for that. If you'll keep your head bowed and your eyes closed, the presence of the Lord is here. And it's the perfect opportunity that if you don't know Jesus, or maybe you need to recommit your life to Jesus. This first Sunday in the new year is a perfect time for you to do that. So I'm going to say a prayer and give you the opportunity to repeat this prayer after me. This is you today, not following some dead-end religion, but starting a life-giving relationship with Jesus. Would you say, dear Jesus, I know I'm a mess. <laughs> I ask you today to come into my life, take away my guilt, take away my shame, every single sin. Make me clean. Fill me with purpose. From now on, Jesus, I'm following you. Not halfway, but I'm all in. I'm all yours in your name. Amen. Amen. Would you stand up with me today, family? How about the first Sunday of the year we go out giving Jesus some crazy praise? Thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Your life matters. Your life matters. And God's got some great things in store for us this year. I love you from the bottom of my heart, family. Happy New Year!